Type it in, lock it on, and rip the mouse off. TalkZone.com Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Thank you for being with us. If you'd like to call in for a reading, give us a call at 1-800-336-2225. Tapping into their outer child. This is scary. We've talked about this before, but I haven't quite seen it in print as clearly as this. See, this again is out of the Reader's Digest. Seems today young parents are having some trouble growing up. Yes, I would concur with that. Witness the rise in so-called mommy makeovers. Huh, does this sound like the conversation we were having last segment? Sounds Pre- like a so- sound substantial parent for somebody, huh? Procedure the, procedures of this post, post-childbirth tummy tuck breast augmentation combo are up 11% in just one year. I'll tell you one of the, I don't know, it was George Washington or, you know. I think it was Washington. Go ahead. Back Way back when he married a very young, I don't know, 23-year-old or whatever, and she, you know, was thin and everything, and he thought she was just really something. Then she had some babies, and she was fuller. George Washington. And then he went, what was I thinking? <laughs> A rounded mommy body is so nice. It is. I thought that, that skinny little twig I married, which at the time I thought was just the hottest <laughs> tamale, but I was wrong. And actually, mommies are supposed to round out. That's what mommies do. You know, not all of them, of course, but many of them do. But, you know, this our society, which is so owned by advertising. So now you've got a couple extra pounds. Oh, my God, we can't do that. Well, this continues on. And don't give these momsies, moms and dads the pastel onesies. Um, they'd rather outfit their tots with snarky sayings like, catch this. If you think I'm a mess, you should see my daddy. Niche, niche websites cater to hipster parents and out there articles like highlights. I'm a better mother when I'm stoned. No. Well, I have one comment that to that to make. The scary truth is, is they might be better stoned because they're such a mess when they're straight. I'll tell you, folks, this is a time to sit down and say, gosh. I agreed to bring a child into this world. I am responsible for this child. It is time for me to clean up my act. And if you listening to the show are a grandparent of a parent that you go, oh my God, this certainly sounds like my daughter or son-in-law or somebody, perhaps it's your job to get in there and start saying we need to grow up. Let me continue with this. Oh, go ahead, well, Keith. You know, I, I, I wonder sometimes if societies, good, wholesome societies, should, should impose rules and regulations that, you know, the minimum that people need to qualify for before they should have children. You know, it's like, I don't know how you would get this going or whatever, but, you know, there are some really close-knit societies where they could do this and, you know, because of the wisdom of the society or the village or whatever, uh, they would simply do that, and that would be the rule. And it wouldn't be way off balance. It would simply be to prevent people who are not prepared to have children 
to prevent them from going ahead. And this this brings in an abortion issue too. People <laughs> who does. want abortions, do you think they should have children? Maybe yes. it's the smartest thing to let them have abortions because they're either not prepared or financially or psychologically or their Some relation, of them, relationship is just yeah. down the hole before you even start. Some of them are bringing kids into exactly this mess. So, so some Selfish of these, kids that haven't grown up. Some of these people, many of them, don't know how to say no and then don't know how to say no to, well, I guess i got to go along with pregnancy and everything else. So... You know, maybe society should impose some kind of regulations on having children. That would be a difficult yeah, thing to do. Yeah, I don't do. know how you do that. Let me go on with this article. And this Peter Pan syndrome could get worse. Some experts are noticing parents who seek their offspring's opinions on everything from buying cars to fashion. You know, I've seen this. Oh, me I've too. seen this a lot, and it's really scary. You know, I, I, what, what, you know, some of them, it's these people that think they have indigo kill. Oh, I've got an indigo yeah. child. There's a whole group out there. Well, let's that. see what Jane thinks about this. You know, the indigo people, parents think that their kids are these brilliant, you know, first time on earth kids. They're just amazing kids and they have them on pedestals. I'll tell you, when you have your child on a pedestal, you've got trouble. Kids do not belong on pedestals. Kids can't raise themselves. Yeah, and these parents go ask them what they think because they're so tuned in and they're intuitive yeah. and they're so sharp. And I've heard numerous times where the parents say, well, we'll ask our kid because he's never wrong. He's so tuned in. So they've got the kid on a pedestal. The, what the kid doesn't have mess. parents. They've defaulted and they've got some la-la land thing going on. It's not the way that kids need. Kids need boundaries. Even the saintly and genius kids, they need boundaries. Some need it worse than others, but all kids need good parental boundaries for the balance of things. Here's the final sentence in this little, little paragraph. Earth to parents, you're supposed to be the ones giving advice. You know, I get these other parents who make these comments. Oh, my father or mother did such a bad job raising me, and then and then and then and then and then. I'm so now I'm. You know, they made me have boundaries, and I'm not going to give my kids any boundaries. And you know, I'll tell you what. When I think back of the job my parents did, here's the deal. They pushed my buttons, and you know what? They were exactly the buttons they were supposed to push for me to be a better person. And, you know, my mother taught me how to clean my room from the age of kindergarten every week all by myself. You know, my sister and I did it Was together. Was that once a week? You bet. And thorough, let mm -hmm. me tell you, thorough under every rug, under the beds. You know, it was good training. So, you know, I wouldn't grow up and say, well, the maid can do it. If we could afford a maid, my kids would still be doing it. Mm -hmm. It's good discipline. Yeah, you use the same uh, tools for a job or for how you carry on in life successfully. I'll tell you, we need, you know, these kids, we need our kids to grow up. And it's very, very, very important. Please remember, these are the kids that are going to be taking the country over, and they're not being equipped very well to do that. So. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes! I've seen says. some really beautiful kids and really beautiful parenting, and I've seen some real cases. And uh, you know, a lot of times the real problem parenting is uh, parents that simply are still children. They want to play, they want to indulge, and even though they've got kids and they've got bills to pay, 
they're trying to escape reality. And, you know, those are simply kids having kids, and that's a, that's a tragedy. And, you know, I guess everyone's karma calls for it. It's a burden on society. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to give us a call if you want. Time's about running out, 1-800-336-2225. And catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Here is a pearl of wisdom out of the pure inspiration that I... (laughs) I sort of agree with and sort of don't. Pure Inspiration Magazine. Yeah, that's right. And it's from Jack and Cornelia Addington, which I really believe are doing their best job, and they just don't understand that what they're saying isn't true. So I wanted to bring it up and maybe add some clarity to it. Here's their quote. Nothing can separate us from this peace within us unless we let it. That's totally true. This goes along with what Keith and I have been talking about lately, about how if you don't have anything on you, then nothing can separate you from peace. The only way something can separate you from peace is when something owns you and pulls you off of your centered peace. But what they say next, um, and it says it is only our responses to life that get us into trouble, and that's true. But here's the part where I disagree with them. The real self abides in eternal harmony. And I have a problem with that because we have a lot of folks on this planet right now who have the belief that our higher selves are perfect in heaven, happy in bliss all the time, and in eternal harmony. And it isn't true. We have another group of people that believes that once you leave earth, duality stops. That when you get off earth, there's no duality. And everything's perfect. (laughs) Don't you wish? (laughs) Not there. Why do you think all this sci-fi stuff comes in with all these battles out in the universe? Why do you think that is? Where do you think that comes from? It isn't just sci-fi. I mean, it's called sci-fi because that's how it's more palatable. But it actually is very true. You know, even like these movies, like uh, these new series like uh, Heroes came out or 4400 came out. And they talk about all these gifts that these people have that normal you and me people go, that's not possible. And so they call them like sci-fi series because that makes it, you know, more palatable. But the truth is, is all those abilities are absolutely within each one of us to varying degrees and varying levels and over time will only increase. So getting back to this, our real self actually abides in a world not much different than what we're in except for it's more refined and... The bigger difference is they have a much broader view of the world, not just our little myopic view. Please remember that when we're born, we have veils between us and our higher self. So that that keeps us in an illusion that allows us to learn our lessons. If our higher self knew of the our higher self does know of the illusion and if if we were allowed to see the clarity with the clarity that our higher self has the lesson wouldn't work anymore because we would know it's all folly but the truth of it is our higher selves also have their own level of lessons 
you know these parts of you that you need to change and you know you need to change, where do you think they came from? They didn't come from out of the blue. I hear people say, well, she had such bad parents, that's why she's like that. No, she's not like that because she had bad parents. She was born with the bad, those bad parents, and they're probably not bad because they were less, they're lessons that she had, and those parents simply facilitate that. It isn't the lessons' fault. She had those patterns before she was ever born. I believe in the great creation from our Creator. The story goes that we ever are evolving, and we're ever experiencing broader, greater vistas and realms. So it's just more and more and more and more. And so... It's not like, oh, I've reached nirvana and that's it. It's more and more and more of, let's say, okay, we go through, I don't know how many levels, maybe seven levels or 700 levels, I don't know. We go through different schools of uh, our soul soul developing. And um, so let's say the earth school, by and large, is to deal with emotions. That's the main reason we come to the earth school is to go through all the emotions kind of thing that we need to go through and experience them and learn what they're about and master them and get pretty well balanced and then go on to the next school. So I believe basically we're ever-evolving and each one that we go through, we get more profound. In the healing work I've done, I've noticed numerous souls that have been on profound technological levels. The souls I'm dealing with are profound geniuses in certain levels, but they're just goofs emotionally. And so they come to Earth lifetime after lifetime trying to get over their uh, preconceived ideas. And, you know, the idea if we can just get our in a technological groove, everything would be okay like it was in another plane where we didn't have to deal with emotions. So, you know, a lot of people, they what it seems like they come down to deal with the emotional realms. And so you got a lot of groups and things uh, trying to deny or escape emotions, uh, you know, people using drugs or alcohol or whatever, instead of dealing with emotions. Emotions is one of the main things we're doing here in this earth school, which is catered by and large to dealing with your emotions. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. And be sure to check out MasteringOurselves.com, our website. Our book, Steps to Enlightenment, is available for download. You can check out The Healings with Keith. You can sign up for daily insights that come to your email every day, or you go take the self-assessment spiritual quiz. It's free, and it'll help you get stronger on your spiritual path. So, the real self abides in eternal harmony. Don't you just wish? There is a difference between our higher self and us. They have such a broader view that it's easier for them to understand the reality of things. Nevertheless, they have their struggles, their traumas, their dark, their battles. They have all manner of things. I'll tell you one day, I was like drift. I was asleep, and Keith got in and somehow woke me up. And at that moment, I was standing on this mountaintop, 
battling these things that were coming at me and it was clear as a bell that I was in the middle of this battle when when he like pulled me out and uh, those sort of battles are happening for all kinds of people out there so what self do they call this in that last sentence the real self abides in the eternal harmony so our higher self, I would say, is not the real self. The real self, let's say you go deeper and deeper. You not only go into the system of your soul, but you go into the atoms, then you go into the nucleus, and then you go into the nano levels. Well, let's say you go into the very core, way past there, and you get to your real self. Maybe that is nirvana and bliss. Our higher self is certainly not there. Our higher self is just a level beyond where we are. And I know my higher self, Charmaine knows her higher self, and they're still learning. They're fairly magnificent, higher selves are in certain ways, but they're still learning. They're not a complete package, all the way uh, a complete reflection of God. You know, and our higher selves live on the ethereal plane, and, and on the ethereal plane there are souls that are ready to move on to the next plane. They're evolved enough. Guess what? They're still working on it. <laughs> And the ones after that are still working on it. I'll tell you, you work on it until you merge back with God. And there's dark and light until we merge back with God. And that's just the way it is. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. We sure appreciate you being with us tonight. I think we're going to do one more from the quiz when we come back before we go because we're running out of time. Don't forget to check out our website, MasteringOurselves.com. Check out the quiz. Check out the book, Steps to Enlightenment. And there's just other information and articles that will enlighten you there. We'll be right back. 